This morning, I want to talk to you uh, briefly. I'm going to probably, we'll see how this works out. I'm going to tell you, I have never preached to an empty room to a degree. This is a new thing for me. I do have my faithful crew right here, and, uh, and uh, we're going to just go for it. But um, I want to talk to you about just this, this, the powerful reality of praise. And the moment that this virus began to become more uh, highlighted, at least in America. I know it's been going on for a season now in other countries. But the moment that it began to become highlighted, the first thing that hit my spirit was praise. It was praise. It was praise God. Praise God. Not praising God for it, but praising God in it. Praising God. I don't believe, and I'm going to put this out there, and, and I, I'm just going to let it be known. I do not believe that this virus is God. I do not believe that it's him doing it. I believe that God is good and I believe that this is not good. And therefore, this is not God. We are in a covenant that he wants the best for us. And when he started this covenant, it was a covenant between the Father and the Son. And he is not here to punish us. And to believe that this is from God is to believe that there's punishment coming down on us. And I just want to put out there, I do not believe that. But I do believe that God is going to take it. I believe he's smart. And I believe he's setting up the table to reverse this on the enemy. And it's going to be a powerful comeback. I, I even feel for the church, I really feel like we're being set up for an opportunity that we may, uh, how do I say this? This is something that we've never experienced in our life. This is something that our parents have never experienced in their life. We may be in a moment that we'll never experience again in the rest of our life. It's, it's wild to think about that we're in a moment that our generation and our parents' generation have never experienced before. And I pray that my children don't experience it and their children's children. But we are in a moment where we get to experience something that's never happened before. And the church has a real moment to step up. The church has a real moment to step up and to honestly shine and to walk in a place that's not full of fear. And one of the ways that we can do that is we can praise. And there's two types of praise. I talk about it all the time. There's a praise that's a response. That's kind of the easy praise. <laughs> I like to call it the easy. When something great happens, when we get the, the raise at work, when, when, <laughs> when something goes our way and it's just, ah, oh, praise you, Jesus. Those are the good ones. Those are easy. You know, those are kind of a response. It's just a natural response to the goodness of the Lord. But then there is a place that we praise actually in advance of something happening. And I feel like we're in a moment right now where there's still a lot of unsureness, but we get to actually praise in advance of something happening. And the question is, is do we have the ability to give thanks, to give praise before we actually have a reason to? Do we have the ability to give thanks even before you have a reason to? So often it's, I, I've been doing I led worship for 15 years, and one of the things that was so hard for me is I would, I would often watch people that would appear to be super spiritual come into a service, and it was like they would just wait until they felt like there was something that moment that hits, and it's like, oh, there it is. You know, I'm gonna, and it's like the people that are going to see tremendous things happen in their life are the people that can walk into a room and feel nothing and give God praise. They can walk into a space. They can walk into a space and they don't feel anything and they just begin to say, God, I give you praise. I give you praise. And God is looking for people right now that aren't giving, everyone's gonna give praise when they have uh, everything figured out for this virus. Everybody's gonna give praise when it begins to slow down and all of these lockdowns that are in different states begin to let up. It will be natural to give praise at that point. And that's good but there's a people that need to give praise before that point happens. And 
I, I have three kids and, and two of them have kind of grown up now. So uh, they're not grown up, but they're a lot bigger. And I still have my little Adeline who's probably watching this at home. My kids were so brokenhearted they couldn't come to church again. And, um, but my little Adeline, she's seven years old. And the one thing is when I come home, when daddy comes home, she hears me from upstairs. She's usually up in her room playing music and, and you, can hear, you can hear just this, daddy? Daddy? Is it dad? Is that you? And you'll hear, yeah, daddy's home, daddy's home. And, and there's just this, there's this attitude of just praising daddy that is like, oh, I love it. It's like, it just, it fills up your love tank, man. It's like, she just, you hear those feet just coming out, do, 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 down the stairs. And she's like, where's dad? Where's dad? And then my little boxer comes following, do, 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 you know, <laughs> the dog comes, where's dad? And, and, but there's something on my daughter that, that she, she loves it. I mean, every parent that's had a little kid knows that pure just excitement that daddy's home. And she's not giving me praise for anything I've done. I haven't done anything yet. She's giving me praise just because she loves me and I'm good. And I've even experienced times before where I'll often I'll, I'll pull in the house and um, I'll pull up in the driveway and I'll be on the phone. And sometimes I try to finish my phone calls before I go inside because I don't want to carry, for me, sometimes that's carrying work in the house. And so I'll sit in my truck and I'll finish my phone call. And <laughs> you'll see, I'll see my kids like looking out like, hey, hey, dad, dad. And there is something in my heart that like everything in me wants to get off that phone call. Like, I mean, as, as much as I love the people on the other end of that phone call, when my little girl is like, dad, dad, come here, dad, it draws me in. And I feel like we have the opportunity. It says, and it talks about in Psalms 22, verses three, it talks about praise being a highway for the Lord to come in on. And I feel like that's what we did this morning. I feel like we created in the spirit realm that we actually created a highway for God to come in on. God is a good father. He is such a better father than I am. And he is always looking for an opportunity to connect with the hearts of his kids. And when we praise him, when we connect with him, it draws him in. People miss an element of praise that they can only experience when it's praising and in front of the presence. There's actually a place that we could experience that we can praise before something happens that we can only experience it there. We saw it in David. Remember when the presence of the ark was coming back and you can read some of these scriptures at home, 2 Samuel 6, 14. And it talks about that the ark of the covenant was coming back into town and they had lost it. And that was the presence for them. That was where the presence of the Lord rested and they had lost that and they were bringing it back. And the Bible says that David danced in front of the ark. David danced in front of the presence. That word is actually the word, if I can say it right, it's panim. It means, it said he, it actually says that he went before the ark. And what happened is, is it actually, panim means in front of. And so King David gives us this powerful picture of him dancing before the Lord, of him going in front of the ark because he, know what, he knows what's coming. This was old covenant, guys. This was the old covenant. He knew that the presence was coming because it was right behind him. We know that the presence never leaves. It's always there. And so that we actually get to go in a sense in front of things and say, I haven't seen the answer to this yet, but I'm praising in front of. It's so powerful. 
And man, I, I hear people sometimes, I've heard this like this religious spirit will speak up and say, well, that's just the flesh. I can think of a lot worse things for your flesh to do than to praise the Lord when you don't feel it. I mean, just being honest, if that's a flesh, we're, we're, we're doing all right. <laughs> you're being fleshly, you're praising the Lord far too much. God said that, never. I mean, it's like God loves it. I remember I had a young guy in youth group one time that just loved the Lord. And, and uh, this was, golly, 10, 15 years ago. And his parents really struggled with um, a lot of mindsets that were very religious. And I remember one time they told him, they're like, don't, don't start jumping up and down and waving your hands unless you know it's the Lord because you're moving in the flesh. And I'm like, oh, what? Let that boy just get out there and enjoy himself in the presence of the Lord. It's actually biblical. David did it. He went in front of what was happening. And we need people right now. We need people that will praise the Lord in front of what's happening. Like, like we don't need to keep churning on the news. That's on the back end. Something happens and on the back end is the news. They're reporting bad news. Praising in front of is actually prophesying good news of what's to come. And so we are in front of this thing saying, I'm not worried about what they're saying. I'm not, and I don't care which carrier it is. It doesn't matter to me. I am on the front end prophesying what God's gonna do through this. And God's going to shake the earth through this. And I wanna just basically just read through a passage of scripture this morning. It's my favorite scripture in the Bible. It's in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And it's an interesting situation that we see where we've got Jehoshaphat and uh I'm just gonna start with Second Chronicles 20 verses. Uh, let's just start with one. And I, uh, let's see here. There's a whole lot of names in here. I'm not even gonna try to say this morning, but you're welcome to do it at home. This is your moment to say out loud what you wouldn't say in the building. <laughs> After this, the Moabites and the Ammonites with some of a bunch of other ites. Everybody say they were just ite. <laughs> All right, there you go. They were waging <laughs> war. I even have cheesy humor when you're not here to enjoy it. Um, they came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. And some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazan Tamar and all these other places. And so he proclaimed a fast for all of Judah. I'm gonna stop right there. The Bible talks about, it says that Jehoshaphat was afraid. One of the things that I wanna focus on with fear is that fear is not a problem. It's the response to fear that is everything. It's the response to fear. My child has a healthy fear to not put their hand in the oven. They get that. That's not a spirit of fear. But how we handle fear is everything. If they'll never cook food because they're afraid of what could happen, they've leaned into a place that's unhealthy. And so fear isn't bad. Jehoshaphat was afraid. But his heart turned to the Lord. And his response was not to turn deeper into fear. His response was to seek the Lord. Those of you that are in this house, we've, we've called a time of, on Fridays of coming together and fasting, whether it's the whole day, whether it's one meal, we're coming together and we're praying. And we're not fasting. It's so easy for people to fast and get into a place where you're striving. I didn't fast hard enough, so it didn't happen. We don't fast to see something happen. We fast to focus our hearts on the Lord. And it's in that place that we are in him and he is in us that things happen. 
But we get so confused when we think that I have to fast for that to happen. I fast because when I would be sitting down eating lunch, I say, Lord, I'm going to turn my affection to you in this moment. I am hungry. And Lord, I'm just going to turn my affection to you. And Father, I'm releasing the presence of the Lord over our nation and our nations right now. I'm releasing peace. I'm releasing hope. Jehoshaphat was not, was not leaning into fear. He was afraid in what he saw and in what he heard, but he turned into the Lord and said, I'm going to call in and I'm going to lean into you. Verse three says, uh, let's get to the right place. Alarmed is what my Bible says, but it's fear in many of them. Let's actually skip down to verse five. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard. And he said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? <laughs> I love what Jehoshaphat's doing right here. He's not actually asking God a question. He's reminding himself of who God is. This is powerful. He says, Lord, God of our ancestors, are you not the one? Are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. You need to catch this, guys. Jehoshaphat is not asking God. You see, I believe that if he began to lean into a place of fear, he would actually begin to question who God is. He's not leaning into a place of fear and questioning who God is. He's stepping into a place of faith, and he's reminding himself, and he is declaring who God is. Are you not? It's not, are you not? He's declaring, are you not the God of our ancestors? Man, verse seven, our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name saying, if calamity comes upon us, whether of sword or judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name. And will cry out to you in distress, and you will hear us, and you will save us. That doesn't sound like a question to me. That sounds like a statement to me. Did you not say? Yeah. Verse, uh, verse 10. But now here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how, they are, see how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possessions you gave us an inheritance. <laughs> Jehoshaphat's doing something interesting here. He is standing on the promises of the Lord. He is standing on his inheritance and he is standing and he is declaring to God. I mean, there's some faith in this that you can feel. He is declaring to God in a place of prayer and fasting and saying, this is what you promised us. I know you won't let me down. <laughs> he said, your name is on this house. What is he doing? He's making his problem God's problem. Your name's on this house. Listen, those of us that we are in the kingdom of God, your name's on my house. Your name's on my family. Your name is on my city. I have put your name on my city. And Jehoshaphat is basically saying, it's your house, it's your possessions. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> he's not, he's like, it's yours. What are you going to do about it? I love the tenacity you can feel off of Jehoshaphat here. He's just, what are you going to do about it? I don't know how many times I've told my children that where they have something has happened. I said, 
What are you going to do about it? That is, a, that is me as a parent saying, I'm not dealing with this one. You're dealing with this one. Jehoshaphat stood back and said, I've got promises. What are you going to do about it, God? <laughs> Listen, there are so many promises and things over your family and over this house and over this city that have yet to be fulfilled. That's why I have no fear in me. This, this virus that's going around, I have no fear in me. Why? Because I am filled with still tons of promises that haven't happened. Jehoshaphat said, you have given us promises that have not happened. What are you going to do about it? People, when I feel fear, I always tell them, is God still, there are things in your life that he still called you to do? Yeah, and keep going. Just keep going. Verse 12, this is where it still starts getting good. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face the vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. <laughs> this is so good. They said, all right, we honestly have no idea what to do, but we're gonna keep our eyes on you. He's put it in his hands. You see the shift where he just put it back in God's hands and said, it's yours. <laughs> Verse 13, it says, all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. Isn't it interesting the season that we're in right now where all the families are back together? Can you see the parallels of what's happening in this scripture and what's happening right now on the earth? I don't know if you've noticed it. Whenever you do drive around, there are families and parents and walking their dogs and stuff. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And I'm riding around saying, look at actually the fruit of what's happening from this. People are beginning to come back together. Families are coming back together. People are getting outside and doing things. People are watching this this morning in your homes that go to this church. You're with your families watching this. You see the parallel in this scripture. It said that all the men, the wives, the children, the little ones, they stood there before the Lord. In verse 14, then the spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, and a bunch of other sons. And he said, listen, Oh, I love it. I love it when the prophets step in and just say, listen, prophets hear. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. And all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. I don't know about you guys. My Bible is all highlighted in this section. I'm like, this just like lights me up, this piece of scripture. This is what the Lord says. And I have this one underlined and highlighted. Do not be afraid or discouraged. March down against them. Mm. I can hear all my prophetic people now. It's March. Woo! March, march down against them. <laughs> they will says they will be <laughs> uh, they will be climbing up the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. Uh, let's see how far we're gonna keep riding. It says you will not have to fight this battle, but take up your positions. You won't have to fight, but position yourself. Yes. What do you think that, why are we doing this this morning? Why are we coming together? Why are we going to all the work that this worship team came up and they prepared and we worshiped and we're sitting here and we're doing this? Why? We are positioning ourselves for victory. But I'm not fighting it. I'm positioning myself. He said, the, the prophet said, position yourselves, but you don't have to fight this battle. But he said, stand firm and see the deliverance of the Lord. Go out and face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. <laughs> oh my goodness, there's so many things in this passage. 
Oh, I got to keep going. Verse 18, Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground and, I want, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down and worshiped before the Lord. Then some Levites stood up and praised the Lord God of Israel. And here's the part, with a very loud voice. I like when the Bible makes some things clear. It's not just a loud voice. It wasn't just praise. It was a very loud voice. I want you to see these guys. They're like, God, this is completely yours. Your, your name is on this thing. We are yours. What do you want us to do? The prophet steps in and says, guys, good news. You don't have to fight this one, but you do have to position yourselves. And then they stood up and it says with a very loud voice. <laughs> they began to declare to the Lord, your mercy endures forever. Verse 20 Early in the morning, they left the desert of Tekoa as they set out and Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah and people of Israel, have faith in the Lord your God. Let's pause. Do we see the difference from the very beginning of the scripture with Jehoshaphat where he was fearful and he was scared and he fell to his face and he cried out to the Lord and the Lord said, it's good, position yourself. I've got this one. Now fast forward to verse 20. He's going out. You see the shift that's happened? He's going out before the people now and saying this. He says, listen to me, Judah, which means praise, and people of Jerusalem, have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld and have faith in his prophets and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out ahead of the army saying, give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. <laughs> I love this approach. Jehoshaphat responded from their identity. They were Judah. They were praise. He said, we are going to fight this battle from our identity. We're going to fight from who we are. We have the fullness of Christ now. We have everything, all the gifts, all the blessings. Just read Ephesians. It's all been given to us. That is what we battle from. As we sung this morning, I, how am I fighting my battles? I'm worshiping. I'm worshiping. I don't know about you. I've had worship music going continually in my house since all this happened because it just sets an atmosphere of peace. It just sets an atmosphere of confidence that the Lord has this. This is a crazy day because, I mean, can you imagine being the guys that are on the worship team this day? I don't know about you. I mean, I mean, you guys, I mean, <laughs> I mean, okay, I know that we're in the middle of the coronavirus and there's like all this stuff going on. It's like even coming together, we stayed under 10, but people are like, I don't know about this. These guys got put on the, they said, all right, worship team, you're going to go on the front. That's exactly basically what's happening here this morning. The worship team came together this morning and they are spearheading this breakthrough. The worship team came up here and they are singing because they are spearheading it because we know when you put praise in front of, you usher in God's plans. And we brought it out and the worship team is saying, I'm on the front. They are literally on the front. They are right here. They are right here positioned because their hearts know that if we praise in front of this thing, we can shift it. 
we can shift it. Jehoshaphat went and said, okay, all my worship team members, we're going to take a completely different approach today. Um, we're actually going to put you on the front of the army, and uh, you're going to sing. And God says he's got this one. <laughs> uh, can you imagine the worship team like, all right now, um, I'm hoping this works. Because you realize that if he didn't hear from God, they were going to get slaughtered. I mean, they were going to be wiped out immediately. And Jehoshaphat says, all right, guys, you get on the front. You sing. God says he's got this one. Isn't it, the correl- isn't it interesting, the correlation between God saying, I've got this, and their position had to be a position of praise? God said, I've got this one, but one thing I need you to do, I need you to position yourself. Jehoshaphat knew for us to position ourselves, we have to put the praisers out front. We have to put the worshipers out front. And he lines them up and they go out there singing. Ah, I can't wait to watch this one in heaven. This is gonna be a replay I'm gonna ask. The first, one of the first ones I'm gonna ask to see is this one. Can I watch this? They get on the front and they start saying, oh, Lord, you're good. And your love endures forever. <laughs> probably look, I don't know, just me. If I was on the front lines, it would definitely be like, oh, Lord, you're good and your love endures forever. Lord, you're good. I just feel God on that actually right now. I just wanna encourage you guys. We're just gonna pause right here. Just begin to declare that. You guys watching at home right now, just to begin to declare that, God, you're so good. You're so good. Your love, it endures. Your love is solid. We know this isn't you because we know it's not your love. We know it's not your love. You are good. You are good. You are good. You are so, so good. This is huge. They began to respond out of who they were. They began to respond out of praise. What is going to drive away fear? It's going to be a church that can go out in front and say, I have no fear. I have no fear. Yes, use wisdom. Do, yeah, be a wise people. But don't be in fear. Don't be, don't be in fear. I'm convinced and I'm cautious to say this, but I am convinced that fear is causing more harm than the virus by far in, in the nations of the earth right now. I even can tell you that even from just a purely a, a, a fact of health, that fear creates stress, which lowers your immune systems, which actually can make you sick. Isn't it interesting that how God designed this thing for us to be a people that don't have fear? a people that walk in a place where there's no fear in us. When we face it, you may face it and feel it, but I lean back into him. I lean back into him. And there is literally, I believe even health can come from a people that can release the fear and say, Lord, you are good. You are good. You are good. You are good. Oh, that's so good. Thanks, God. One of the things that the enemy tries so hard to do is to rip away our identity. He tries so hard. He did the same thing to Jesus. He did the same thing when Jesus, and I preached on this a couple weeks ago, when Jesus was taken into the desert. 
he knew the first thing he tried to do was to challenge who he was, if you're the son of God. Because he knew that if he could pull away his identity, he would operate from a place that was not strong. We saw it with David. Remember when David was a child and Saul wanted to put his armor on him? David said, that's not my armor. I can't wear that. He said, I've got this sling and I've got these stones. That is my weapon. (laughs) It's really important that we don't try to operate in the battle from a place that's not our identity. It's so important. Please hear me. It's so important that we operate from who we are in Christ. David knew, he said, I can't go out there and beat Saul wearing your armor, or beat Goliath wearing your armor. But there was no fear. I don't need it. It'll just get in my way. <laughs> we're, we're, this thing will go, this will come back together, and we will continue to have more battles that will show back up. God has equipped us to win the battle. Jehoshaphat's faith in the Lord was that your name is on this. Like, you, you realize that, like, <laughs> prophetically, he was saying, your name is on this house. That was in an old covenant. In the new covenant, this is his house. Your name is on this house. That's powerful if you can grab that. The statement, your name is on this house. Like, Jesus, your name is on me. What are you going to do about this? I can feel, man, I can feel the faith, like, stirring, even with people watching this right now. I was wondering if I would feel people even from a distance, and I can feel it. Like, I can feel the faith stirring up in this house right now. Those of you that this is home and those of you that this is not home, I'm telling you, lean into the faith right now. Lean into what, you're, lean into what God is uh, highlighting in your spirit. <sighs> let's, let's, uh, let's, let's get through a couple more thoughts. <laughs> Physical obedience will always release a spiritual response. Physical obedience always releases a spiritual response. When we do something on earth, heaven responds. We see this all throughout the word. We see it We see it in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament. We saw where Moses had to hold up his arms, and as long as he was physically doing something, there was a reaction. There is something that happens that when we praise in our weakness, when we praise in the times where we don't feel like it, heaven responds powerfully. Heaven responds powerfully. I believe that we are more now than ever in a place that our neighborhoods and our communities need us praising. If you're not a walker, you need to get out there and start walking your neighborhood and praising God in your neighborhood. You need to. Your neighbors need it. They need the, 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 the atmosphere over your community shifted. The atmosphere over your homes can be shifted. Just praise him. Just lean in. Things happen when we praise God. Praising God, there is a rapid access to heaven that happens through praising God. I can't explain it. When I come into a place full of people praising God, there is an almost an instantaneous access to heaven that I feel it in the room. Like, whoa, this is like we can do anything in this room. Praise also releases God instantly into your world. Your inner world, everything that's going on, 
all the things that even no one else knows about, when you praise him, he immediately has access to that. <laughs> Jesus. We praise in front of. I was reminded this morning of the scripture with, uh, I, and I didn't write it down. It's in second, I think it's in second Samuel. I might've actually bookmarked it. No, I didn't. I was reminded of the scripture with Elisha. And where, remember when, uh, <laughs> oh man, I think, I, I thought, I hope I marked it. Did I not? I didn't. Oh, well. <laughs> Elisha was helping out Israel. And they kept, Elisha, this prophet, kept telling them where the other army was going to be. And it was starting to irritate <laughs> the other, the Aramites, I believe, or Aramites, I can't ever, Amorites, Amorites, thanks guys. Mosquito bites. Mosquito bites. <laughs> they were getting irritated because this man of God kept telling them where they were gonna be, everywhere they went. And, and, and I love this picture of how the prophetic people can step in and actually shift literally what's happening in the world. And here's Elisha. He kept telling them they're gonna be here. They're gonna be here. And so they send the army to go get Elisha because they find out where they're at and, and they come and they show up and Elisha's servant, Gehazi, here he is. He goes out of the house and he looks around and he says, uh-oh, because he walks out and they are surrounded. And I love, I love, I love, love, love Elisha's response. He says this, he says, Lord, open his eyes so that he can see what's really happening. And so what happens is his, immediately his eyes are open and he sees the chariots of heaven's armies surrounding him. Yeah. <laughs> I release, I'm, I'm releasing that right now. I am releasing that over the earth right now that we would actually see what is happening in the spirit realm. If we could see the army surrounding us, if we could see the chariots and Gehazi walks out there and, and he says, we're good. And what happens? They, 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 they take them, they're blinded and they lead them away. And it's interesting, uh, David mentioned something this morning in prayer that was so good. He said, look at some of the parallels. He said, isn't it interesting of the, the, some of the new covenant parallels that you see with Elisha and Jesus, where Elisha, Elijah, remember he called down fire and all of the prophets of Baal were killed. Took them off. Remember though, here's Elisha, his successor. And he says, they're gonna kill this army. And Elisha says, don't kill them. Give them something to drink and give them food and send them back. Isn't it interesting that they never came back again? Didn't kill them. There's a parallel that you can see between Elisha and the mercy of Jesus. Where he said, no, we're not going to murder them. We're going to feed them and we're going to send them away. And they never again attacked. But I want you to see that he prayed over them. He said, Lord, open their eyes. Open Gehazi's eyes. Lord, I pray right now over those that are watching this. Lord, open their eyes. That you can, I pray over you that you can see in the spirit realm in ways you've never seen in the spirit realm before. I pray that you would be awakened to what is happening 
in heaven right now. Heaven's not scared. I even pray over you right now. I pray that you would get a picture of Jesus right now. What is he doing? Where is he standing? Is he sitting? Is he laughing? I just encourage you, what do you see with Jesus right now? I think you'll be surprised. He's not scared. He's so confident. He's so filled with joy. I pray that, Lord, you would open our eyes. Open our eyes to see the things that we don't see. Lord, I pray that you would make us a people that praise you. (laughs) Father, we just love you. We just love you. I feel the presence of the Lord so thick right now. I pray even for those of you right now, if you're watching this online, and this is, uh, it's, it's all different times, but even write in the comments, what are you seeing? I encourage you, write it in there. What are you seeing? I feel like faith is gonna be released through these comments right now because somebody's gonna begin writing. You're gonna begin writing out what you see and you're gonna see that God is all right. Jesus is all right. He's still right there. Father, open our eyes. Create in us, Lord, the, the courage and the boldness to praise in front of the circumstances. We don't need to live off of the news behind it. We wanna live in front of it. I don't have time to live on the back side of this thing. I wanna live on the front side of what you're doing in the kingdom, what you're doing in the earth right now. Oh, Jesus, we love you, we love you, we love you. Just begin to give him praise, guys. Before we wrap up this morning, just begin to give him praise. You're so good, you're so good, you're so good. Lord, I pray over every family that's watching this at home that the presence of the Lord would fill your home, that you would be just overwhelmed by the goodness of the Lord. Oh, I pray that connections between mothers and fathers and sons and daughters would be built in this season. Wow, I just feel that. I feel that, Lord, you're you're reconnecting the hearts of family. You're reconnecting the hearts of family, Lord, and we welcome that. We welcome that, Lord. We ask in our communities, Lord, that you you have take this situation that the enemy has meant for evil and you turn it around to bring families together, to bring hope, to bring joy, to bring a realization that maybe we need to just slow down a little bit and, and just enjoy time in your presence. Lord, we love you so much. You are so good. You are so good. I also want to encourage you, if you're watching this stream right now and you have a prayer request, we actually have our prayer team watching the stream right now, and they are ready to pray for you. And so maybe you're watching the stream and there's some things that are going on in your heart that you just want somebody to agree with you on. If you feel okay just writing it, post it in the comments, and people will get on there and they will pray over you, even right now. I'm telling you, his presence is thick. I feel his glory. I feel his presence so strong. Lord, we love you. We thank you that you are so good. Father, I pray pray now, I do pray, Father, that we would see an end to this virus immediately. Immediately, Lord. I speak to this uh, strand of sickness that it would dissolve now. It would completely dissolve. It would completely dissolve and that we would see a miracle happen where all of a sudden, everyone that's carrying it, it's released. I pray over everyone that has a compromised immune system that, Lord, that you would also, with a miracle, you would strengthen their immune systems right now. That in the midst of the hand of God being poured out, that, Father, you would strengthen those that are weak and those that are sick.
Lord, we love you so much. We love you so much, Father. You are so good. Now let your joy and your peace, let your joy and your peace flow. You are so good. You are so good. We honor you, Holy Spirit. We look forward, Father, to the outpouring of heaven. That is gonna be your response to what the enemy is trying right now. It's gonna be an outpouring. We love you. We honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, this stream will stay on the internet. You can go back, and if you rewatch it, you can even still put your comments on. People will continue to monitor it and pray for you. And we just bless you guys. Gate family, um, let me just say a couple things on the end of this. If you hung through it, we are going to be releasing a lot of content online during this season of not being able to come together. And so I want to encourage you to make sure to take advantage of that. Keep looking out on our um, We're being very purposeful to make sure that we're putting things out. Everything that's on Facebook is also on YouTube because a lot of people don't have a Facebook account. So it's also on our website, wearethegate.com, and you can keep up with everything. We're going to be having um, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We're going to begin at noon having an online prayer and prophetic time where um, AJ and Annie are going to be just getting on there and just going for it and just praying over people and prophesying over people. We're gonna have stuff happening about two to three times a day that'll be hitting the internet. And so we're, uh, we wanna be a blessing to you guys. And so make sure to take advantage of all that. We are also working on one other thing. We're working on putting together online community groups where everybody can join into one. And uh, it's very simple. And uh, we're working out those details still, so I don't want to uh, um, put, we we can't quite say it's done yet, but uh, we are trying to get some things worked out where we can come together online. It's so important we keep getting together. And so uh, Gate family and those watching, we love you guys. We bless you, and um, we'll see you next week. Blessings, guys.